Do you ever get frustrated when your Latter-day Saint friends misunderstand what biblical Christianity is all about? Introducing Christianity to Mormons, written by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson, will help equip you to share the essential doctrines of the Christian faith with confidence. Published by Harvest House, each of the 10 chapters includes examples of real-life evangelism encounters while giving clear steps on how the information can be used in witnessing situations. Introducing Christianity to Mormons is available wherever quality Christian books are sold. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Well, Eric, it's all lies. Everything that you've said are lies. Everything that anybody has said about Mormonism is probably all lies. How many times have we heard something like that? Just because we disagree and the accusation is made oftentimes by people who may not know very much about the religion. And I think that's a mistake to say everything is lies unless you're willing to back up your statement. Well, there was an article, an article in the August 2023 edition of the Liahona magazine. And we might mention that this was in the center section that was only for North American readers. This was not in the part of the magazine that everyone would be privy to. You have to be um, a member, probably, if you subscribe to this publication. You're a member in North America, the United States, or Canada. It was titled Speaking Up for Truth, written by Marilee Brown Boyack. Now, we did a little search and found out that Marilee Brown Boyack is not just an average member who happens to live in Lehigh, Utah, which is what her bio says. She's a member who lives in Lehigh. That's about all it says about her. She's actually a community activist involved in political issues, and she's an attorney. And that, for us at least, ramps it up a little bit, because we would probably expect a bit more from someone with those kind of credentials. But as we were reading through this article, speaking up for truth, I know it was meant to be a faith-promoting piece. I'm sure that Ms. Boyack was not meaning to put in a lot of details into this that would make it easy for someone like ourselves to try to verify some of the things that are being said in this article. But it was just, I guess you could say, a puff piece. And it's mainly trying to encourage members of the church to give a defense for what they believe as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, certainly, we would not criticize that. We would think that if you believe something to be true, then you should be talking about it. You should be defending it. And if it's not worth defending, perhaps it's not worth believing. So the overall intent from this article, neither Eric nor myself would have any problems with it whatsoever, but there were some things that are said in it that I think we should all read with a bit of caution. 
And we're going to talk about that in this show. How does this article start off, Eric? She writes, years ago, my mother was reading in the newspaper that a large church in our area of Detroit, Michigan, was having a meeting to expose the quote-unquote Mormon cult. We were shocked when my mother announced she was going. This was not something she would normally do. The evening came and my mother went and sat in the middle of several thousand people. The pastor read some literature against the church and criticized its doctrine. At the end, he asked, are there any questions? Now let's just take what was said here and try to analyze it. What makes it difficult is the fact that it's very vague. She starts off by saying, years ago. How many years ago? She's obviously telling this story secondhand because we don't get the impression that Ms. Boyack was there at the time. It sounds like just her mother went to this meeting. Now, it was in Detroit, Michigan. We don't know when it actually took place, but somehow it was advertised in a newspaper that the meeting was meant to expose, and in quotation marks, the Mormon cult. Now, there could have been a church at some point in Detroit that did advertise a meeting that way. This person, Marilee Brown-Boyack, makes it sound, based on what she thinks her mother told her, that it was the pastor that was actually doing the speaking. Well, let me just say that, even though we don't know when exactly this happened, most pastors, even in the largest megachurch, usually don't draw a crowd of several thousand that we are led to believe here, speaking on the subject of Mormonism. But there was a time many years ago, and again, I'm using her phraseology, but I can give you the dates, in the 1980s, more specifically around 1982, 83, 84, when the film The Godmakers came out, and that was a combined effort of Ed Decker and, and a good friend of ours who's since passed away, that would be Dick Bear. And Dick Bear, I know personally, went all over the country showing that film in very large churches, and sometimes with several thousand people in attendance. I remember when he was in Southern California, Eric, where we used to live, and he was speaking at, at a very large church, and there were several thousand people there. If this is perhaps the person that's being referred to here, and we don't know, let me just say that the accusation that she says her mother made during the Q&A period would be totally unfounded, and perhaps we we need to go on and read how her mother reacted after this person she calls the pastor. I, I don't think it was the pastor. If it was Dick, Dick's not a pastor. Dick was not a pastor. He would tell you he wasn't. He was just a former Mormon who did a lot of homework. And one of the things he did to attract crowds was to advertise in the newspaper. It doesn't say this was an advertisement. Could have been an article, but we're trying to piece this together and but back in the 1980s, as you're saying, Bill, this is when big crowds came about. Uh, it seemed to dissipate after Godmakers, and so people still talked about Mormonism, as we have talked about in many churches, but drawing crowds of thousands was not typical. But the article continues and says, My little mother raised her hand and stood up. Quote, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I categorically deny everything you have said as falsehoods, end quote, she stated boldly. Then she continued sweetly, if anyone would like to know the truth about the church, 
I'd be happy to answer their questions in the foyer afterward. There was dead silence. Now, what does this seem to imply? It seems to imply that, what, everyone in the crowd thought maybe that this elderly lady had all the answers and could refute everything that the speaker said that evening? Or maybe people just couldn't take her seriously. That would be me. I would not take this woman seriously. Anybody who makes a blanket statement like this, I categorically deny everything you have said as falsehoods. That person can't be taken seriously. And this woman writing this story about her mother, coming from a background of having a law degree, she should know anybody who says that should not be taken seriously. But yet the article is trying to make this woman, her mother, trying to make it out to where she should be taken seriously. Well, and as you mentioned, Boyack does not appear to be at this meeting. She does not give any indication she was there. So we have to take this secondhand account at face value. The mother comes home and reports. However, she reported. Uh, she, she gave the details, but there's nobody to check those and verify. Uh, Bill, how many times have you been told, maybe after speaking, that everything that you presented was all a lie? Well, one of the times that I remember very vividly took place back in the 1990s. I had made three trips to Russia to speak on this subject because it was right during that time of perestroika and it was opening up and there were a lot of groups from the West professing to be Christians that were going in there and really wreaking a whole bunch of havoc. The Word of Faith people were in there, and it, it was just horrible. So I was asked to come and speak on Mormonism because the Mormons were certainly bringing their missionaries to Russia, and they were talking to quite a few people, and that was becoming a concern among the, the Christian churches. So I was asked to speak at a church in Viborg, which is up near the Finnish border. And I had finished my presentation, and I opened up for questions, as I normally do, and there were two, two missionaries in the crowd. And one of them raised his hand, and I called on him, and as I called on him, I turned to my translator, who was Dima Rosette. We are still very good friends to this day. Dima, in my opinion, is one of the best Russian translators there is. He's, he always translates for me whenever I go back to Russia or when I was in Ukraine. He translated for me there as well. And I, I said to Dima, translate for me everything he's saying as he says it. The first thing that this man said was everything I was saying was a lie. I politely stopped him and said, that's not going to work here. If you're going to say that something is incorrect, you need to substantiate that. You can't just, as the woman in this story categorically deny everything I said as a falsehood unless you have some kind of evidence. Now, here's why this becomes important. The presentation that I just gave and the presentations that I always give always have on the screen the citation that I'm referring to, the name of the person who said it, and the reference where you can find that quotation. I merely cite from their statements, and then I give a very brief analysis of what they've said. I did the same thing that evening in Viborg, Russia, and yet this missionary, who at that time had to be at minimum 19, because they weren't 18 back then, is saying that everything I said was a lie, was a falsehood, just like this woman said. 
That just couldn't be. I mean, you're going to actually say that these statements from your own leaders are falsehoods and you're a member of the church and you're supposed to respect that individual as one of your leaders in the church? Of course, that doesn't make a lot of sense. To say, as this woman in the story, I categorically deny everything you have said as falsehoods. And then she wonders why there's silence, because I'd be looking at her going, well, that wasn't a very smart thing to say. Evangelism tip, when you are told that something is a lie, such as, well, the Bible is full of contradictions or the idea that everything that you said about our church is wrong, you, I think, need to ask the question, what is the worst thing that I have lied about? Tell me something so I can work off of that. Oftentimes, when I'm told that everything is a lie, and I ask that question, they say, well, I don't have anything specific, but it all was. You can't take that seriously. Help me. Give me your best shot. Show me what I have said is not true, and then go ahead and refute that statement so that we have something to work off of. But just to say it's all a lie and a blanket statement is not going to be very helpful. And this is why when we read this article, we thought, oh, we need to talk about this, because this is something that actually does happen. But it's not a very good tactic for anybody to use that kind of an argument, unless you can verify that everything that person actually said was, in fact, a lie, which I don't think this lady came prepared for in this meeting. Bill, tomorrow, could I tell a story about what took place in the Mormon Battalion Center back in 2010? Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.